Thank you for listening to the Cathedral Church Podcast. We hope this resource inspires you and equips you to walk in everything that God has for you. This morning, I'd like to speak to you and hopefully create what I will call a miracle moment of fulfillment. While in prayer on Friday, Holy Spirit dealt with me concerning this miracle moment. Now, this is very unusual for me. I've never had this before. This is not something that I would think on my own. I was in the chapel and I was praying and Holy Spirit began to deal with me about creating a miracle moment of fulfillment. We understand the partnership between the church and heaven. We understand that it's not enough to be aware of his promise but there has to be a fulfillment of that promise. We understand that we've been given the keys on planet earth. He said to the disciples, I give you the keys to the kingdom. What you bind on earth is bound in heaven. What you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. We understand what that means, that God will decree something in heaven, but then on planet earth, we have to come in alignment with him and declare what he's decreed. We've said many times that God does nothing but an answer to prayer. There has to be this partnership. In Ephesians chapter one and verse nine, I just wanna point something out real interesting to you before we get into the word this morning, but Ephesians chapter one, verse nine, Paul said, God made known to us the mystery of his will. And I, I, this, this portion of scripture is addressing the coming of the Messiah, but I just want you to see the kingdom principle that's in here and how God operates. How many believes that God will make known the mystery of his will to you? The mystery of his will, not only for the Messiah, but for your family, for your future. And God will speak promises to you. So God makes known the mystery of his will to us. That's according to the purpose that he has for you in your life. It's in keeping with God's purpose. Everyone in this room and on the web needs to realize that God has a purpose for your life. You were created for a reason. So he makes known to us the mystery of his will according to the purpose that he has for your life. We're going to be here. We're going to be here a while. Listen, listen, according to his purpose, you understand Whenever God gives you a promise, whenever God gives you a word of knowledge, whenever somebody prophesies over you, you need to hear that and realize that that prophetic word is trying to bring you into alignment with the purpose that God has for you. That's why we've said before that the spirit of prophecy is so important in this church to us because the, the prophetic word gets us from where we are to where God needs us to be. God needs you to be somewhere. He needs you to make your divine appointments. He has an assignment for your life. And oftentimes a prophetic word will get you from where you are to where God needs you to be. So it's according to his purpose that he's given you this mystery, okay? Which he set forth in Christ. Now notice this, as a plan for the fullness of time. Notice that God's got a plan. God's got a plan for time to reach his fullness. And perhaps today, this is a part of his plan because in your life, time has reached his fullness. There is a plan. How many knows that God's got a plan? 
So right now we see that God wants to reveal to you mysteries and that revelation is in keeping with the purpose that he has for your life. And then he's gonna to begin to work the plan. He's gonna to begin to work the plan. He's gonna set you up for divine appointments. And I wanna believe that this morning is a divine appointment for you in this house and watching on the web. So there's a plan. God's got a plan for time. See, we may go through life just letting life happen to us, but God doesn't live that way. God makes life happen. He is in charge. He has a plan for the time of your life. And notice there the last thing he said, and the reason for this mystery, this purpose, and this plan is to unite everything that's on planet earth with what's in heaven. God wants to bring you and your life and the expression of your life, he wants it to become into alignment with what he is in heaven. He said, when you pray, pray, let it be on earth as it is in heaven. Let it be on earth as it is in heaven. So understand that God will give you a mystery. God is bringing you into your purpose. He's got a plan that he's gonna work so that he can align you, align your life, align your family, align your church, align your business, bring alignment between heaven and earth. Do you understand how powerful it is when a man, he brings his life in alignment with heaven? When a man is walking in the spirit and walking in faith and walking in the word and his life becomes an expression on planet earth of what God is saying in heaven. I could quit preaching right now. We can go eat lunch. You've got enough. You're done. Alignment. So often we're out of balance. So often we're not in alignment with heaven. I'm ready to get into alignment with heaven. I'm ready for heaven and earth to come together as one. I want my life to be an expression of what my Father desires in heaven. And with that, everybody said amen. amen. A miracle moment of fulfillment. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. So now we must cling tightly to the hope that lives within us, knowing that God always keeps his promises. There are people in this room, again, and on the web that have been holding tightly to their hope the hope that lives within them. My concern is, is that there are some that hope is beginning to die. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, the Bible said. People have been clinging, clinging tightly to that hope that lives within them, believing and knowing that God always keeps his word. The problem is, is that you and I live in a cursed environment where men don't keep their word. And so we have a confliction. We're conflicted in this world we're trying to understand an individual, this deity that would keep his word to us when so many times people have let us down. So many times promises have been broken. Words have not been kept. It's hard for us, and so we're conflicted. And yet, we hold tightly to this hope, but for some, that hope begins to die. But I've come here this morning just to declare that you have clung tightly to your hope and now believe that God will release his promise that you have clung tightly to your hope. And now you've got to believe, you've got to believe this morning in this moment that God's going to release that promise. You've held on to it. For 400 years, God was silent. And suddenly on the scene, the angels explode and begin to announce that the Messiah had come unto you. A child is born. In that moment, God released that promise. But for 400 years, he was silent. And for some of you, it's been a season of silence. 
but you've clung tightly. But I've come here today to tell you, believe in this season when all things are possible that God is getting ready to release his promise. And so I ask you the question, what promise did God make you in 2019? What promise did he make you? If you have your Bibles this morning, go with me to the Gospel of Luke. Let's pick up the Christmas story in Luke chapter 1 and verse 25 through 45. Luke chapter 1, verse 25 through 45. I'm going to read, catch me if you can. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent his angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and I'm so glad he put that in there. God will take ordinary people to do extraordinary things. She was a virgin, but she had a name. She was a real person. She was an angel. She was a person. God used her. The virgin had a name. The angel went to hear and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son. You're to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. She said, how would this be since I'm a virgin? The angel said, God takes impossible people to make something possible. My translation. God will take impossible people, impossible situations to turn something around and make it possible. So if you feel like a virgin that has no experience, no way of making this happen, you feel like a person with no possibility, my God will pick you up. And he will do something possible with you. He will do something through the impossible person. The angel said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month for no word. Notice verse 37, no word. Say no word. From God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Say fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Notice that the angel left her. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea where she entered Zachariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. When vision meets vision, things start jumping around. Verse 42, in a loud voice, she exclaimed, blessed are you among women. Blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Verse 45, blessed is she who has believed that what the Lord said will come to pass. Notice that blessed is she who believed the word of the Lord. Blessed is she who believe the Lord will fulfill, say fulfill, his promises to her. I just want your eyes to fall on three key verses. Verse 37, for no word from God will ever fail. Scientists have said before that when you speak a word, Jesus 
it's released into the atmosphere, into the universe, and that word never stops. In fact, in the book of Job, I believe it is, it says that words have a voice. They speak and speak and speak. It's an echo. They never stop. So how many understands the promise that God made to you is there and it never falls to the ground? You say, but I haven't seen it fulfilled yet. It still will never fall to the ground. God's word will never fail. That's why we teach you distomos, the Greek word for double-edged sword. He said the word of God is like a double-edged sword, double-edged, two sides to it. He said in Corinthians, the promises of God are yes and amen in Jesus. So it's a double-edged situation. God says, yes, I will bless you, but you have to activate it by saying amen. Distomos, double-edged sword means two mouths. God's mouth, my mouth comes into alignment and when God says yes, and then I say amen to it, it's a double-edged sword. The promises of God in Christ Jesus are yes and amen. His words will never fail. My question is, has your mouth come into alignment with God's mouth? Are you distomos? Are you saying amen to his yes? Second one, verse 38. I am the Lord's servant. Mary answered, may your word to me be fulfilled something I never saw before. Then the angel left her. May the word be fulfilled. Perhaps angels on assignment are standing by awaiting your declaration that brings your situation in alignment with heaven's decree. The angel came down to Mary and said, Mary, you're highly favored of God. You're going to be overshadowed. You're going to have a son. And he stood there and waited. He waited. <laughs> Jacob at Bethel, he said, I saw a ladder. Angels ascending and angels descending. Now we can say a lot of things about that, but just for today, just for the sake of, of, of discussion in this context, why don't we say the angel stood there and, and said, Mary, uh, I'm Gabriel, I'm messenger. God sent me here to tell you that you're gonna be overshadowed and you're gonna conceive and you're gonna bring forth a son, he'll be called Jesus. And then the Bible said he just, he stood there. He's waiting for her response. And then she said, let it be unto me. The angel turned and went back up to heaven and went to God and to the throne. And he said to God, she says, yes. Oh my God. She said, amen to your yes. Yeah. She says, amen. She said, so be it unto me. So perhaps your angel is standing by waiting on your amen to heaven's yes. Just maybe. Third verse, verse 45. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfill his promises to her. The angels, or Elizabeth said, you're blessed because you're, you're blessed. How many wants to be blessed? Well, then believe God's word. Believe his promises. Now, you know that on the Hebraic calendar that started at Rosh Hashanah, we're in it right now, 5780, this is the year of pay, the number 80. Pay means mouth, word, expression, speech, breath. So we declared that this is the year on the Hebraic calendar, not the Gregorian calendar that we live on, 2019 uh, 
or uh, 2019, 2020's coming, but it's the Hebraic calendar. On the Hebraic calendar, it's the number pay, the letter pay, it means mouth. So for the Jew, when they look at this year, 5780, what they see is may, be, may it be the year of expression. So we're going into the year of 2020. We understand 2020 is perfect vision. We understand that. This is the year for us as a church, 2020 vision, perfect vision, is the year for God's people to, to find their pay, to find their voice, to find their voice. You gotta find your voice this year and begin to declare the word of the Lord. It is the year of pay, 2020, the year of perfect vision for God's people to find their voice and to declare fulfilled, fulfilled. Look, hindsight is 2020. You go into this year of 2020 and you turn around and you look at all the promises of God and you see what God has promised you. You need to find your pay this year. You need to find your mouth and begin to declare that God's going to fulfill his promises to me. You need to do this. You need to bring yourself in alignment. Elizabeth said, blessed is Mary who has believed that the Lord will fulfill his promises to her. You need to go into this new year, find your voice and say, yes, God will fulfill his promises to me. It's the year of pay. It's the year of 2020 vision. And I refuse to let go of what God has promised me. So what does that have to do with today? Christmas is the season to remind us that God keeps his promises. Let's title this today, Fulfilled. Father, bless the reading of your word. Let hope arise in the church. Build your people up in their most holy faith. May we see, may we see in this coming year, 2020, may we see, Father, all that you've promised us and may we find our voice and lift it up and say, God is faithful to fulfill his promises. Father, bless the reading of your word today. Holy Spirit, guide me and lead me. And everyone said amen and amen. I'm already halfway in my clock. <laughs> and I just did my introduction but we're all right. You'll be fine. Say enough is enough. Enough is enough. Galatians 4, 4. But when the fullness of the time had come, we're back to Luke 1. God sent forth his son, born of a woman. The word fullness there in the Greek means what fills the stuff that's been coming. How many has had some stuff? Stuff coming. What fills and what is filled. How many would say I'm full of it? I'm done. How many would lift their hands and I'm done? Come on, keep your minds pure. Come on, how many, how many would say I'm done? I'm done. I've had enough. You know, you can throw up your arms sometimes and say, I surrender. I'm done. I'm done. But it also means to pierce that which has been filled up. To pierce it, to say enough. Pierce it. The word time there is not the word kairos, it's the word chronos, which is chronological time. Not kairos, God time, chronological time, man time. He said, when the fullness of your time, your time, not God's time, your time, when 
the fullness of man's time had come, God sent the answer. He answered his promise. Two things here I wanna give to you real quick. Number one, you need to know that God sets his, his watch. I've said to you a thousand times that God is very deliberate. He's very methodical. That's why we look at the feast of uh, the Lord, the seasons, because God is real, he's, he's real intentional. He follows the calendar. He's real intentional. God sets his, he sets his watch. Here Galatians 4.4 4 in the message Bible reads a time set by God. God set it. There was a time after 400 years of silence when John the Baptist came on the scene, God set his time. There was a time on the day of Pentecost when God set his time. We talk about the move of God and I believe any church at any time can have a move of God. I believe that. They that seek me will find me. I believe that. But when we talk about a national revival, when we talk about something like Azusa Street, the tent revivals, the Jesus movement, the charismatic movement, Brownsville, Toronto, and so forth, listen, that is a sovereign act of God. And you need to understand that those times are set by God. It's a set moment. God sets his clock. It's a time set by God. And I just believe that today God has set his alarm for someone in this room for someone on the web. I just believe that Holy Spirit dealt with my heart on Friday in the chapel, something that in all these years of preaching I've never considered, and it caught me off guard when he said, I want you to create a moment of fulfillment, a moment where things are possible, to build people up in their most holy faith, to release hope in the room, to draw people's attention to God's word and God's promises and to the character of God that keeps his word. And not one word of God will ever fall to the ground once he says it. As far as he's concerned, it's done. His yes just awaits your amen to activate it. Set by God a time. Last Sunday's word that was given by Charmaine said, so know in the times, in the times that are the hardest, my hand is on you, an unfair, unjust, unjust, and downright brutal times, my hand is on you. This season of brutality, I believe, for some, for those who have the faith to reach out and grab this, I believe that this season of brutality has reached its fullness and God says, it's time, and enough is enough. You see, God comes to a place where he says, that's enough. You know the story of Job, I won't tell it, but you remember Job as Lucifer comes before God's throne. He says, have you considered my servant Job? He's good and upright. Uh, God gives Lucifer permission to try and test him. He does, but there comes a point when Job has lost everything that God steps up and says, that's enough. That's enough. God puts his foot down. He said, that's enough. I believe God set his watch. Guys, give me an alarm. I want this in your mind and your spirit. You know, God set an alarm. He set an alarm and then he said, that's enough. And I believe that guys, give me an alarm. I, I'll say it the second time. Listen, keep listening, keep listening, 
Keep listening. You need to get it in your spirit. Keep listening that God set his watch and that perhaps today is a part of his plan for the fullness of time, that perhaps today God is saying enough is enough. I've set my clock. Keep listening. Maybe this brutal season is coming to an end. Listen, God has set his watch in heaven and the alarm is going off and he's saying enough is enough. Is there anybody who's had enough? Stand on your feet if you've had enough. Stand on your feet if, the, if this alarm is for you and you're ready for God's divine interruption in your situation. Say it, enough. Sit down. God set his watch. I want that in your, I want that sound in your head. All week long, I want you to hear that alarm going off. Heaven set its watch. The alarm went off and God said, that's enough. That's enough. When hell comes at you this week, you ought to put your hands and say, that's enough. Take your iPhone out and set the alarm off and just let hell listen to it. Just let hell listen to it. That's enough. It's enough. Time's up. Time's up. You've done your worst. Now I've become my best. So, ooh, where'd that come from? I, that's enough. Second thing I want to give you, <laughs> you religious guys, just hold on, but take a deep breath. When God blows his top, when God blows his top, second Samuel chapter five, verse 20, go up. God replied, count on me. <laughs> you can count on me. He's talking to David. You remember the story. David equates success with prayer. So he goes before God and says, you want me to go down there and whoop them Philistines? God says, go down and whoop them. David always asked because he equated success with prayer. Ask God first. And if God says go, then you can go and you can whoop them. So he said, you want me to go whoop them Philistines? God says, go down and whoop them. Verse 20, he said, go up. God replied, count on me though. I'm gonna help you beat them. <laughs> you see, this is what you call a tag team. The word tag team, that, that verbiage means a pair fighting as a team. One team member cannot enter the ring until touched or tagged by the one leaving the ring. You see, so often we get into fights like the sons of Sceva and we get our clothes ripped off and we get our nose, noses bloodied because we didn't tag team with God. Listen, before you pick a fight, you need to ask God first. You want me to go down and whoop him? And if God says, go whoop them, then go whoop them. But until God tells you to, you need to stay out of the rain. Okay? But David said, you want me to go? God says, go. But listen, I want you to count on me, and I'm going to help you. So this is a tag team between God and David. And a tag team is two guys that are working together, but one can't enter until the other one high fives him, and then he can come in. So you see, that's what happens on Sunday mornings with worship when you lift your hands. First of all, you're saying to the enemy, look, look, you, you're, how many knows that when you raise your hands, a lot of times you're just, this is surrender to God. You know, have you ever come in here and just, you're in the ring and you're in the fight and you raise up your hands to God and you say, look, I'm down for the count. Has anybody been down for the count? 
Has there anybody who just feels like if God don't help me today, I'm in trouble, I'm down for the count. But just know this, it's not only you lifting up your hands and surrender and saying I'm down for the count, it's also an act of surrender. You're tagging your team partner and you're counting on God. You're saying, God, high five me, I'm out, you're in. It's tag teaming God. You give God a high five. You say, look, I'm down for the count. I need you this morning. And you high five God. You step out. God steps in. That's why God said to David, you need to count on me. I am going to fight with you. It's called a tag team. So this week when hell gets on you, you need to have that alarm going off in your head and you need to tell the enemy enough is enough and then you need to high five God and say, you got this. Just high five. I'm not trying to be disrespectful towards heaven, but I'm telling you, you need to understand the tag team with heaven. God told David, you need to count on me. Give me a high five and I'll step in and I'll fight your battles for you. Somebody who feels like they're down for the count needs to put up a hand and high five heaven and say, God, I'm out, you're in. Keep reading. David then went straight to Baal Perazim and he smashed them to pieces. I like that wording. He just whooped them, smashed them. Afterwards, David said, God exploded on my enemies like a gush of water. That's why David named the place Baal Perazim, the master who explodes. When God's alarm goes off and he says, that's enough. And God blows his top. That's enough. That's enough. God exploded in and through David to smash his enemies. Notice this. It said that David went down and he smashed them. David went to God and says, you want me to go down and fight them Philistines? God said, I want you to go. But he said, listen to me. Now you count on me and I'm going to help you beat them. So just, we're gonna tag team this thing together. And so something exploded in David. Something came alive in David and David went down and he smashed the Philistines. He went down and defeated them completely because something happened inside of him. Ephesians 3, 7. I became a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given to me by the effective working of his power. Working, working, working in the Greek working efficient divine energy, which transitions the believer from point to point and his plan, it's power and action. Leave that up guys just for a minute because there's a mouthful there and they need to see it. You need to know that there's something in you. You can call it the anointing. You can call it Holy Spirit. You can call it what you want. I'm gonna call it an internal combustion. There is something inside of a man or a woman as in this service, where you hear the word of the Lord and faith arises within you, hope is awakened and there's an internal combustion. Something begins to ignite inside of you and it begins to move you from point to point to point. Listen, this divine energy will get you through the transition from where you are to where God needs you to be. God's got a plan for your life and he's trying to move you. That's why... You need to come to church every Sunday because you need to come in here and get re-energized. You need to come in and be refreshed. You need to come in here and have that internal combustion that will carry you from Sunday to Sunday. God's trying to move you from point 
to point to point so you're always on time for your divine appointments so he can fulfill his plan in your life. It's called power in action. That's what you need. You need, so repeat after me, God is getting ready to blow his top. Y'all have no rhythm. No white people have no rhythm. Try it again. Read it together. God. David said God exploded. He's the master that explodes. Baal Perazim. Baal Perazim. Again, this week, hell comes against you. You need to look at him and say, Baal Perazim, you better back off. God's fixing to blow his top. You've messed with me long enough. Enough is enough. Oh, what's that here? Heaven's alarm's going off. Oh, you're in trouble now. You're in trouble now. God's gonna blow his top. God's getting ready to explode on your situation. And you need to have that in this Christmas season where God, God reminds us that he keeps his promises. God's getting ready to blow his top. God's getting ready to say enough is enough. You've messed with him. You've messed with her long enough. Set your alarm this week to go off every day. Set it at 10 o'clock or two o'clock in the afternoon just to go off and it's just a reminder. Ah, that's heaven's alarm. God says enough is enough. Oh, that's just an alarm reminding me. God's getting ready to blow his top. Oh, that just reminds me. I'm fixing a high five God. I said, God, tag team, I'm out. You're in. It's all yours. I'm out of here. Do it. Stephen, come help me. See, and you didn't think I was gonna make lunch. A miracle moment of fulfillment. Often I know that I'm tuned into heaven on a morning like this when suddenly the spirit of prophecy begins to work. Words start coming to me. Bridget gave me, when you rest in the promises, fulfillment comes. Charmaine texted me one. Again, in alignment with what we're preaching on, God will keep his promises. A miracle moment of fulfillment. Throughout my ministry, I've had promises. I've had words given to me. Some of them I didn't even understand until later. Hindsight is 2020. And I look back and I saw, oh, I see how that worked. 2020. I believe this coming year is a year. I just sense, I'm not prophesying. Ah, let's rephrase that, I'm not a prophet. But this coming year, I just sense something's gonna shift. there's a breakthrough. I believe it's the year for the church to find its mouth, to find its voice and stand up and boldly declare the word of the Lord. Believe that. Miracle moment. Would you look at Luke chapter one? 
verse 34 and 35, but I want you to look at it in the passion. Mary said, but how could this happen? I'm still a virgin. I don't see how it's gonna work. I don't see there's no hope for me. There is no way in the natural that this promise could come to pass. And that's where some of you are. You're in a financial situation. You're in a relational situation. You're, there's something going on and you're going, I, I, don't, I don't see how it could possibly happen. I don't, I don't have a man. I have no one to help me. No one. I, I don't see how this is ever going to happen. Gabriel answered, this is how the spirit of holiness will fall upon you. And Almighty God will spread his shadow of power over you in a cloud of glory. So this morning, for those of you who have been clinging tightly to your hope, but you feel like your hope is dying, And yet you still believe that God keeps his promises. To you this morning, I say, come to this altar, raise your hands up, and just tell him, I'm down for the count. I'm gonna tag you. And I'm asking you to let your spirit of holiness come over me and overshadow me. And I declare in this Christmas season, when I know your promises never fail, I'm asking you to create a miracle moment of fulfillment and bring your promises to me to pass. And in your spirit, hear heaven's alarm go off and God step up and say, enough is enough. Gabriel, go down there. Go down there to my kids. Go down there, Gabriel. It's time. It's time. Let your faith arise. Find your voice. And as Jacob saw the angels going up and coming down, going up and coming down, as the angels on assignments gather around us today, may they get your amen to God's yes and go back to heaven and say, down there at 2350 East Texas Freeway, that group down there, they said amen. They said amen to everything you promised them, Father. They said amen. Today, in 2020, I believe the word is fulfilled. Thank you for listening to the Cathedral Church Podcast. For more information about our church, visit icathedral.org.